Hi, friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry What the Podcast with Ashley Sleek. I'm sorry, what? It's just like I showed up at your front door, bottle of wine in hand with 30 minutes of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like, who doesn't want to do that? I'm sorry, what? We're just here to talk about all those moments that make you really question what's going on in life. Like, why are you hung up over Brad from Bumble? How did Kylie get pregnant again? And, you know, why are you living at home at the ripe age of 29? (laughs) Or is that just me? I'm sorry, what? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry With The Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and these uh, this episode is starting a little bit different than last episode. Last episode, right before I started, I was sobbing and just crying a lot. However, right before the start of this episode, I was chugging a Corona. Yes, it's a drinking episode, but, you know, not not in a crazy way, because one of the things is that... I just had a long day and I just needed a beer, I felt like. But I know I'm not going to have time to edit the podcast, which we love. I feel like, you know, in the list of typical uh, I'm sorry what quotes, one of them is I I didn't have time to record the podcast uh, or didn't have time to edit the podcast. And so, you know, I usually like to edit out the parts where I'm like drinking because like it doesn't sound good to anyone. So then in... In response to that, I was like, well, I'll just do a really big chug right before I start, because that's how all good decisions are made. I'd like to start here um, with my Apple Watch because I'm annoyed. Okay, I'm just going to be honest. I feel personally victimized by my own Apple Watch. I have been on my feet. I literally have not sat down for the last like hours. Well, I mean, I was just in the car for like almost two hours. So I guess there's that. But I mean, in my day today, honestly, like I was I had to work in San Francisco today, which means I'm in the store, which means I eat ice cream for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And um, and then I stand a lot. So I've been standing all day and all my other rings are closed, but not my fucking stand ring. And by the way, I'm a 10 hour bitch. I'm a t- stand 10 hours a day, not a 12 hour day. Like, yes, I absolutely dropped my stand goal because I couldn't reach it and still standing. And I'll be at my standing desk because when I walk work in the office, I often use my standing desk, not because I want to look better than anybody else. That's just a added prop to the whole situation. It's because uh, my camera on my a computer at work only works when like if I'm not standing, it cuts off my head. So I stand for calls, which is a lot of my day. So anyways, I'm a standing desk girly and I am better than everybody because that's what that means. And I'll, I'll get a notification on my watch. It's like it's time to stand. I'm like, bitch, I'm on hour four. I'm on literal call like eight at this point. Like, what do you mean? No, don't come for me like that. So I just find it really frustrating. And this is the I'm sorry what podcast and I'm sorry what Apple like know that I'm fucking standing, please. Like I get it when I'm when I'm working from home, I have to when it tells me to stand, I'm like, all right, you're right. I've been in my nice pink chair or sitting on my couch and working so I didn't get my shit together. But no, when your girl's in the office, she's got her shit together. Also, the weirdest thing's happening. Not that anybody cares. I'm going to tell you anyways, because it's my podcast where I tell you about my life. But What's weird about my camera right now is that it's uh, green, like it turns me green. Like if you're on TikTok and, you know, the She-Hulk filter, like that's what it looks like on my camera when I take calls. So I I don't feel like bothering IT because um, they've got things to do. 
And so I just haven't brought it up. But yeah, on every call, I think it's a nice conversation starter. Uh, you can tell who the who the nerds are because someone was like, oh, it looks like Elphaba. Like, what's her name from Wicked? And I was like, oh, this is the first time I got that. So I was like, all right, we got a little theater nerd on our hands. I was like, I trust her. She's going to be dramatic. And I love that, you know. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, I, I it, it's been a it's it's been a journey. <laughs> I, I had a really like jam packed episode last week, you know. So, uh, you know, this one's a little light on the jam pack, but it's still going to be a good time. I I don't want to say this in a way that sounds alarming, but um, I'm just going to say I don't think I'm OK. Uh, not <laughs> uh, I am seeing my chemical romance tomorrow. So like I'm not OK. I'm sorry. I will never stop singing on the podcast. So anyways, I <laughs> I, I don't know. I think actually something's wrong, but I think my body's just I'm, I'm tired, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I'm exhausted. I went to bed at 9 p.m. last night, just straight up, like straight up 9 p.m. Went to bed. I drove into the office and then I had drinks with friend of the podcast, Lindsay, who's getting married in um, just a couple of weeks here next Friday, you know, so I'll I'll have all the juicy deets on the next episode of the podcast. But I literally like got home and I was like, fuck, I'm exhausted. And I was house sitting for my parents, which is a whole other thing. And so I I was just so tired. I went to bed at nine and I woke up like my alarm went off at five and I was like awake, like I could have got up. But I just my body was like, no, no, I need you to stay down, girl. It's like I just got sucker punched in WWE or whatever it's called. And, you know, the ref is like putting his hand down and he's like three, two, one, bitch, you're out. Like that's pretty much what was going on. So she's just tired and I don't know if it's like a bigger deal than you know or not you know like some bitches are just tired but you know with me I'm like uh oh uh I don't think it's anything like COVID or something like that like let's back it up let's not be dramatic I just mean like maybe autoimmune wise because I did like get off one of my medications and so I I was thinking was does that make me tired but then you know my uh my coworker pointed out she was like well I mean, your body might just be tired from like the shit you went through. Like it's been a month, over a month now since the whole like hospital fiasco. And it's just a lot to process, you know, and I've just been feeling like last week I was feeling really off. You know, I mean, let me tell you, a chef's kiss 10 out of 10 on last week's episode of the podcast. Like that was one of my favorite episodes. Um, And I'm not saying that this one's not going to be a 10 out of 10. I'm just saying that like it was immaculate. Like what I'm telling you that like. I had a week where pretty much I cried every single day, but then I was able to bust out this incredible episode. That's why today when I was like, I don't care how tired and depressed you think you are. This is the shit that keeps you going. And so I did a little Corona spirit in order to like, like get us in the mood and we're here and we love that. Also, my outfit is kind of on point. Uh, (laughs) I was saying I got home and I was like, oh, I should stay in my outfit that I wore to San Francisco because it's really cute. And, you know, I do the little videos and I've been doing them and not posting them. So it's like, you know what? Put on your silky pajamas. okay? if you post it, you post it. If you don't, you don't. But be comfy. And these are my pajamas from Jenna's wedding. And I love them. I wear them all the time. I they're so comfy, I think, because I got kind of the right size in them and they're silky and I'm just feeling it. The other night, uh, what was I doing? (laughs) Being a mess, obviously. 
But I was wearing them and I had in one of like the fancy champagne flutes, like a glass of champagne. And I took like an OOTD in the mirror and I was like celebrating something in my head. But I like literally can't remember what it was now. It was last week. So I don't know what the fuck she was celebrating. Like, girl, go to bed. Um, You know, but anyways, it was it was <laughs> good times had by all. I love these pajamas. I really do. So I, I'm really excited to wear them today. I feel comfortable. I feel excited to be here. I hope you all feel excited to be listening to the podcast today. I have such a fun week. You know, it's October. And I'm going to say this right now. I will not apologize for the absolute menace that I'm going to be this month. I already know. Not only am I always a fucking wrath of annoyance my birthday month. You know, when there's those kids growing up, and I think I already told the story, but I don't care because it's worth it. But you know, there's those kids growing up who will do on the whiteboard, like in class, how many days until their birthday? That was me. And if you're thinking, no, I didn't have anybody with that level of annoyance in my middle school class. You know, I feel sorry for you. I think I brought class and excitement to every single um, classroom I walked into. And I know I was absolutely a menace. And it's not like I would just start October 1st. Like, no, no, no. We're starting like months out. And I would just like walk up to the whiteboard. I don't know why these teachers are letting me do this, by the way. I'm sure if you're a teacher listening to this, you're like, I absolutely fucking hated having you as my student. But, you know, I tried really hard. And and there's that. Wasn't super smart, but I tried. Uh, (laughs) And I would like let everybody know it was my birthday. Like I made it everybody's problem that I was born. And you're welcome. You know, I and and this is worse because it's my 30th birthday. And, you know, once you get old, it's like you don't have a lot of milestones anymore. Like the next birthday that people get hyped about is 50. 50. Ew. You know, and listen, I'm thrilled to turn turn 30. I'm so excited about it. I know it's weird. I know I've talked about this before. And, you know, there's all these expectations about being 30 and blah, blah, blah. But like, I can't wait. 30 flirty and thriving is actually literally how I think I'm going to be. And I I'm am very happy about it. And I'm sure that when I turn 50, I will be so excited as well. Like, just so excited. Uh, <laughs> I think it's going to be a really, really great time to be had by all. I re- I'm realizing, sorry, I did that panic laugh at the end there because I was just like, Ashley, you got into the Ask Ashley questions and then you did not prep for the podcast again. And you have to stop doing that. If you want this to be a professional podcast that makes money, you have to not be a little shithead. However, I do remember one of the questions I got asked, and it wasn't necessarily an advice question, but I would love to give you my answer. The question was if I would ever be on a dating show, like would I ever join a dating show? And it's so funny that you ask whoever this was because it's anonymous. I love that I got asked this for a couple of reasons. One, you think I'm worthy. I am obsessed with that. Uh, I literally don't even know how to handle that information. Like, I don't think I'm and I'm not I'm really not trying. Please don't fucking DM me and be like self-love. I'm on a self-love journey. However, I don't think I have the looks for a reality dating show. Would I love to see a bitch like me represented on the screen? One thousand percent, like one thousand percent. And I feel like Lizzo is paving our way there. I just don't I don't know for there yet. And it's not like I don't know. I just I don't know. I have no qualities of somebody I could see on a dating show. Right. So now that we put my insecurities aside, let me really fucking tell you why I couldn't be on a dating show. I am so fucking sensitive. Okay, 
so sensitive. And I think everybody's my best friend. And I make everybody my best friend. So you're going to put me in a room with like 16 girls and expect that I'm not going to like suddenly be all their bridesmaids. And but I would have to be their bridesmaids in a wedding of the guy that we were both dating. I just can't. I just absolutely can't. I absolutely can't. I, um, you know, I hate to tell this story so early in in the podcast because I know my dad's still listening. But sorry, you're just going to have to bear through it because it's relevant for Jimmy's 30th birthday. We went to Reno with his best friend and his best friend's wife, who we all love so much front of the podcast, Haley. And um, we went to a strip club and I cried the whole time. I sobbed like not in a cool way. I called Julie. I will never forget it. And it had to have been like three in the morning or something. I'm sure for her, like it was so late. And I called her crying and all I could get out was I'm just not cool. I'm just I'm not a cool girl. I thought I could be a cool girl. I'm not a cool girl. I was jealous of some stripper. Okay. And listen, have I done an ass ton of work on myself? Yes. Would I probably not be jealous of a stripper anymore? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I'm not going to back it up. You want to go to a strip club when we're together? Please don't fucking tell me. Just lie to me. I don't give a fuck. Just don't tell me. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. And so anyways, this that audio, by the way, is going to come back and bite me in the ass someday. And it's fine. We're all ready for it. I I just I couldn't I couldn't a stripper who, by the way, probably wouldn't be picking Jimmy. No offense to him. No offense to me. But like, you know what I mean? And I was just like, uh, I was I couldn't be cool. So now put that same bitch plop her into a scenario where she's got to fight for her love. So this is what I think would happen. Right. I, I have two scenarios of how crazy I would get in my mind. So the first one would just be like, I loved every single girl. And I just like, I really wanted them to do well. But then I was like jealous for myself. Like I would have, I would be so happy for Becky that she, you know, like got her time with Carl. And I would be like, oh my God, you guys are so in love and I'm so happy for you. And then I would be like, oh shit. Now, but then I would try to go on a date with Carl and I'd be like, okay, so what do you think about Becky? You know what I mean? Like, I'd be fucked. And then he'd be like, well, I love her. And I'd be like, oh, like, I'm happy for, like, the towardness for me, it'd be too much. I just can't. It's very hard for me to get around, especially females, and not try to become their best friends. I just don't know how to do it. But I have the same problem with males. So I feel like I would get on the show and just try to be his, like, dating consult. So, like, could I go on the dating show and be the best friend? I would love that. I would love that. If my like, you know, like single guy friend was the bachelor and I got to come on as like the girl best friend who like interviewed and just hung out with the bitches and got the fucking tea. Now that's a show, by the way, that is a show. I would watch it. I get to do my own interviews. Okay. So now let me tell you, I have so many reasons I don't think I could do this. And I think they're all very valid. One of the other thing is that I talk a lot of shit. I talk a lot of fucking shit. I am a bad person. I don't give a fuck. I love to gossip. I am who I am. Sure. Is there like trauma wrapped up in that? Um, is gossiping a trauma response? Yeah, absolutely. There's lots of books and articles on it. Do I care? No, that's not really a part of myself. I'm healing at this moment. We're, we have other pieces, but there's nothing better to me 
than like a long car ride on a phone with my bestie. We're just hashing it out. Or we get to be in person. We're on the phone. We're drinking margaritas or a white wine. Mm. And she's like, did you hear? And I'm like, ooh, clear my schedule. Right. You know, clear my fucking schedule. I don't even I don't even have to know them. It's actually better if I don't. Your best friend's cousin's dog like humped a random. I want to know. I want to know. Aunt Carol's second cousin twice removed is getting married again. Oh, yeah, baby. Tell me the whole fucking drums. And the problem is, is that the key to gossiping is that the person that you're gossiping about never finds out. Right. Like never finds out. Now, you put me in a confessional and I gossip and everybody has to find out what I said. No, no. Classy shit talking is about just venting out your feels, knowing that you love the person you're gossiping about. Right. But you just got to get it out. And that's healthy in my book. OK, it's healthy. If you're talking shit about me right now, I don't want to know. I don't want to know if it's something that's genuinely bothering you. And it's going to affect our relationship. Yeah, tell me. But if you just didn't like the way I said the on a Tuesday, go tell your other bitch about it. I don't want to fucking know. You know, I don't want to know. So, yes, I love how I said there's two scenarios, but there's a lot. I think I would get in trouble for shit talking and then all my new friends would hate me and I would hate that. The other part of me, there is something buried deep down inside my soul that is a very evil, competitive little bitch. I mean, I grew up with a sister. You're like automatically competitive. And then I did sports, you know, and we all know that. So then I just feel like I'm going to get too competitive, which also turns into like when I'm really competitive and I lose. Yeah, normal people get mad. And yes, there is a part of me that gets mad, but I get fucking sad. She's such a sad bitch. It's like. I really am a happy bitch. I love my life. And most of the time, I'm just like this ball of golden retriever energy. That's just so fun to be around. But I get sad. It's and, and you know, I just cry and then I move on. And trust me, you'll hear about this later on the podcast. because I got another like grade A Ashley crying story that we all love to see. And I just think I would get really competitive. And then when I didn't get picked, I would just be so sad. And then like, what if I, I don't know? Honestly, I haven't had to be competitive, like hardcore in a while. And I was I was um. I was a little something when I played sports. You know what I mean? Like on the field, I would just truck bitches. But then I would like ask them about their days, you know, like really. And, and I didn't even mean it in a manipulative way. I just like genuinely like I just hit them and I thought we'd still be OK. I'm like, but it's for the game. Right. So that's what scares me. It's like if I took a bitch, if I took Becky down, you know, I feel really bad that I'm using the name Becky, by the way, because I know a Becky. She's a very nice girl. I just like for some reason, the bachelorette named Becky just came to my head. So anyways, nothing against her uh, or any Becky. I just. Anyways, so <laughs> I uh, yeah, like what if I just like took Becky down and then was just like, but we're still friends, right? Because we're competing. So it's good. Like, that's how I felt in sports. I was like, well, I mean, we're competing, right? So if I chip your tooth, it's all for the game, right? I would just think that about the dating is just too much. So basically, to answer your question in a really long way, no, because I would be so fucking unhinged. And some of you might be thinking, yes. You're the exact kind of bitch we want to see on the dating shows. It's like, no. Also, I don't watch them. I watched The Bachelor. I watched The Bachelor. Yeah, I watched The Bachelor a little bit when I was dating Scotland. And that's when the two girls were on that now are the Bachelorettes together or whatever, uh, which is cool. But the only dating show that's ever mattered to me in my life is Flavor of Love. And I don't think they've ever made a, as good one since. And you can quote me all day on that shit. I'll fight to the very end. Flavor of Love was 
one of the best things that happened in reality television. That girl shit on the stairs. She pooped on the stairs. Does, do you not, if you don't remember this, fucking Google it. I'm telling you right now that my dad's having a good laugh. Sometimes he tells me that there's moments on the podcast where he almost has to pull over because he's laughing so hard, which is fully the best compliment I'm ever going to receive in my life, by the way. But I know, I know this could have had the potential because he, being a girl dad, watched this with my sister and I, and it was just the shitting on the stairs. And then, okay, okay, well, like that was the peak. But do you remember when New York spit on pumpkin? Oh, no, sorry. Pumpkin spit on New York and then New York fucking killed her. Like, I didn't care about season two. Season one was all we needed. Pumpkin and New York were just unbelievable. And it was just like this. I mean, it's really creepy and gross when you break it down. So you have to not, you know, to enjoy flavor of love, you have to not think about flavor of love, you know. And so but what was just so unbelievably iconic about it was was the fact that like Flavor Flav was so old in, in a raisin. He was just this raisin. And then he knew he couldn't remember anybody's name. So he just gave them new names. Like he was like, no, I'm going to tell you I love you. But I I don't know that your name is Becky or Pumpkin. Like, d- and everyone was just like, okay. I didn't even know who Flavor Flav was, by the way, before this. I didn't even, I had no idea who he was. But I'll tell you, I love his fucking show. Loved it. So, yeah. And I would never go on Flavor of Love. I, I'm i not a pumpkin. I'm a pumpkin girl, but I'm not a pumpkin. I was really upset because the Ned Fulmer Try Guys drama literally broke right after I recorded the podcast last week. And I was like, wait, not the drama and me getting to have to report on it a week later. But luckily, there's been updates. So if you don't know about this, I, I really doubt you don't know who the Try Guys are. You've probably seen at least a video pop up on like, you know, even on TikTok for you page. But they were huge BuzzFeed sensation, like OG BuzzFeed days. Like they had their videos. There's four of them. It's Ned, Keith, Eugene and shit. What's the other one's name? He's really sweet. And I don't remember his name. Zach. Oh, my God. Thank God. Someone was going to come for me. So anyways, there's these four guys. Basically, their whole thing is they're trying new things to try guys. Right. You know, catchy. They like end up being able to start their own company. They have their new show on Food Network. And basically one of the guy, Ned, his whole personality was about his wife. Like he got married really young, not like really young. I think they were 25, but like when you're 30 and unmarried, whatever, it's young. So um, it wasn't I think at the time, like no one else was married in the Try Guys. I don't. And so it was just like his whole personality basically was that he was married. So then he uh there was uh, basically social media photos leaked social media photos was such a funny way to put that there was photos leaked that he was out like at a club somebody said a harry styles concert too or something which that would be my thing i was most mad about like you took another bitch the harry styles concert anyways he takes another bitch who worked for them and was having a fucking affair i think they have two kids too and his whole personality was about being a husband and he was fucking sleeping around on her. And this is why it's hard to trust men. But the thing is for me, you know, I was thinking about it and it kind of goes back a long time ago. I was talking about the good morning text theory, right? Because every guy that texts me good morning ended up being some fucking creepily. Like, I mean, we've seen how many times nipples has sent me a good morning text. Just so you know, he has backed off. 
But, you know, all the guys that sent me good morning texts ended up being like little shitheads, you know. And granted, I remember this being one of those like, well, Scotland doesn't send me those. So that's such a good thing. And then he dumped me anyway. So I don't really know if that turned out how I wanted either. But I feel like, you know, like, hello, gorgeous. Oh, you're so beautiful. Unfortunately, as someone who like really gasped at being called beautiful, it's a red flag now. It's a fucking red flag. And I don't I hate that. But those guys always turn out to be weird. So when you look back on it, it was like, what was he compensating for? I feel like they're overcompensating for something. And it's usually that they're talking to 12 bitches and they're literally copy and pasting. Like you think I'm the only person that Nipples was sending 14 messages to? Absolutely not. So I don't know, maybe it was just like an overcompensation. But the worst part, and this is something I just never understand. I just feel like when guys cheat on girls, like they're always so much uglier. Like they're always so much uglier. Like Jay-Z and Beyonce, it's like, please, that's fucking Beyonce. Go look up, if you don't know who I'm talking about, go look up Ned and Ariel. Ariel's stunning. Like stunning. And Ned's just kind of like a basic white dude. Like looks like every other fucking guy you see at Kmart. Like just nothing special about him, to be honest. And I mean, as Kim Kardashian would say, I would say of the four of them, even though I forgot Zach's name, he like looks like such a cute little elf that you love him. But he's the least interesting to look at. And he had to make his wife his whole personality because he's so fucking boring. You know what I mean? And then he cheated on her with some girl that he works with, who also, by the way, was getting married. And like they had all these videos about like being their her bridesmen or something like that. I don't know. I didn't watch them because I don't really watch those videos, but I know enough, you know. So anyways, at least I have an update. Okay, in the most iconic way possible, the three of them put out like what they're calling what the Internet's calling the try guys like TRI guys, um, which is cute because there's three. Uh, They put out a video statement about it. And it's so interesting because some people are like, oh, it's like three stages of grief, which it, it, it seems like that. Like Keith, so disappointed. Like you just feel like he is defeated, like he's exhausted from this. The poor little sweet angel baby Zach's like crying, like his voice is cracking when he's talking about it. And Eugene, oh, as we live and breathe, looks so angry. If anybody ever looked at me the way Eugene was looking at that camera, I think I would just crawl into a hole and never leave. I would absolutely never leave. He looked so angry as he should, as he absolutely should, because I think what from what I'm reading now, I'm like fucking invested, right? So I'm reading all the all the internet things. I mean, I'm getting every fucking video on my For You page and people are saying that Eugene and Ariel are super close. And so, yeah, like that fucking sucks. And they laid it out so well. Like they didn't hide from shit. They weren't like, oh, Ned's an asshole. Fuck him. But they were like, you know, like we are really disappointed and we didn't know about this. And, you know, we built a company together and we would have never seen this coming. But like, we don't want to trash because there's families involved and things like that. But like, they were they said, you know, we identified that the fans who have been with us for all these years are also disappointed. Like it was just really well done, but it was just so fascinating to kind of see how they're all handling it. And I think that's the whole thing you loved about the Try Guys where they all had their own like personalities and it was fun watching them like clash. But it was like very fascinating to watch how they were handling it all. So, I mean, I just feel for Ariel like that's just such a terrible feeling. And I can't imagine it also being public, you know. It's like one of those things that it's got to be so hard to deal with. And then you also have to deal with it in front of all these people and all these opinions. 
you know, kind of like we talked about with Chloe and Tristan, which I haven't seen the next episode of the Kardashians, which is a fail on my part. But I just wasn't prepared to cry all fucking day again, you know, just in case I have to be prepared. So, yeah, I uh, I just don't know. I just don't fucking know. And another little tidbit of celebrity goss. I guess it's not really gossip, but I watched the Marilyn Monroe documentary this weekend. I mean, first of all, it was long. It was very long. But I feel like I didn't like it. And so now I want to know if other people watched it and what they thought. Here's the thing. I think the actress did a wonderful job. I definitely think that she has every right to win an award for her acting because it was like extremely impressive. And I apologize. I didn't look up who the actress was before this, but she's tired. You know, you know who she is. (laughs) But she I thought she did a phenomenal job. I had one overarching issue with the whole thing, and that was just like how much nudity there was. And I really felt like it was unnecessary. And, you know, I've never been a naked person myself. I don't really love a ton of nudity in in movies and things like that. But it just felt like there were some points where it made sense, you know, that she was naked. But at the end there, like the whole last part of the movie, she's like naked. And I'm like, we don't know that she was naked for this phone call. Like, we don't know. Also, damn, like they painted the president in a rough light. And I was like, oh, shit, I never heard. Every time I heard about the Marilyn Monroe and like Kennedy affair, it was always like romantic, you know, but like this was not this was not. So maybe I was just like reading shit wrong. Maybe I was just like assuming the best, but woo, it was rough. And it was just like a very I mean, it was a very heavy movie to watch. So I recommend like uh, not watching it when you're feeling like you're having a mentally unstable week like I did. (laughs) But anyways, it was just it was just a lot. But I think that what I didn't like was I felt like I didn't understand the transitions. Like suddenly we were in, you know, a whole different part of her life. And I was like, wait, what happened there? Like, wait, how did we get here? Like it just really jumped. And I understand there's a lot to tell of somebody's life story. And I kind of had the same feeling about Elvis. I, I think what I don't like about it, and it makes sense that it's like that, it it felt like you're making the assumption that the viewer knows the story. So you can jump around because they should know. But in reality, you know, I mean, I'm there's a lot of wildly more educated people than me in this world and in my generation. But for me, like, I didn't grow up really in this era. So I don't really know that much about it. And I was like looking forward to learning more about it. But I felt like there were holes that I just didn't understand. And it would switch back from like black and white to colored. And so then I was like, okay, so when it's black and white, it must be her acting. But then it wasn't. Then I was like, okay, well, maybe when it's black and white, it's her as Marilyn Monroe and not Norma Jean. But I still I just could. It was really hard to follow, but it's super heavy. I think it's worth a watch. It's long prepare yourself for that. But I do think I do think it's worth a watch and I want you to watch it. And then I want you to tell me what you think, because I need I need other people's opinions on this for sure. Hi, friends. So it's fall. And as you all know, this means it's my power season. So I am doing everything possible to protect that good energy. And I'm telling you right now, my products from Kitsch are getting me there. I am obsessed with my towel scrunchie. Literally, I just put my hair up in it. I do a little work and then I go and blow dry and it's so perfect. Also, for those mornings that I'm like, I cannot get out of bed to save my life, my ice roller is like, girl, I'm gonna help you get there. It is 
so wonderful. And also I'm getting the best night's sleep on my silk pillowcase and they just debuted a sage green one. So if you don't think my little toxic shopping self has justified that I need it, you're wrong. I am getting one for all of my pillows. So please treat yourself this fall to one of Kitsch's many amazing items. You can use promo code AshleySleek15 for 15% off, or you can just shop the link in my bio on Instagram at AshleySleek. That's Ashley with two E's, of course. Happy shopping. I feel like whenever I start the podcast or like the second half here with me saying I was going back and forth on talking about this, it's always a good time. It's always a good time. And I really was going back and forth about talking about this. But I think, you know, and I think this is always what it comes down to, not just the fact that it's my podcast, but I think the goal of the podcast for me has always been to obviously entertain, but have something that's relatable and can help people, you know, and I think there's nothing more relatable than going through a breakup, you know, and I have taken a really wild break from talking about the breakup on the podcast or tried to, you know, there's a lot of reasons for me behind that. You know, I didn't, you know, I wanted to really work on kind of moving on and just separating that part of my life, you know, but I do think there's pieces that are really relevant. And one of the things that I think has kind of also, to be honest, I feel like I need to justify the second half of my story here. And I think the only way to understand what mindset I was in at the time was to explain my week. So actually, I guess this starts. Let me back it up a little bit to give you. uh, I know I was supposed to go on a date this week. So I had a date with uh, the poet who was, you know, really, really sweet. And he seemed like a really nice guy. But I think I had mentioned in the last episode, you know, that I had not like a great uh, experience with some military uh, people in the past. And so I didn't realize like how much that was like worrying me. And so I, you know, I talked to our, our friend Andrew about it. And he was like, you know, I think it's better to just work on that before I move anything. And I felt really bad because I was like, this guy didn't do anything wrong. Like, it's not his fault that I have any of these feelings. And it doesn't mean that, you know, uh, he's a bad guy. But, you know, I said to Andrew, because I was like, you know, I just feel bad. He didn't do anything wrong and it's not his fault. And Andrew hit me with, it's not your fault either. And I was like, okay, fine. You know, he really, he really knows what he's doing, you know? So I, I decided, so when he said, don't go on the date, I was like devastated because I got excited about it. I got my nails done. I got my vagina waxed. I got my eyebrows done. Like I was really, really getting hyped for it. And I was like, you know what? He is a nice guy. I know his like comment was a little weird, but you know, I was like, he just seems genuine. And, you know, I really like just wanted to get back out there, you know? And so, but then when I was talking to Andrew, there was a couple things like, and when he said don't go, I was like kind of going to ignore him. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to Andrew. I was like, I'm still going. But when I got off the call with Andrew, I was like the whole point, like there's two main things I'm working on right now when it comes to dating specifically. One of them being like staying very true to myself and not doing and this is not just for dating, but just not doing things that I don't want to do and not necessarily having to have a big reason for them. If it just doesn't feel right, that's enough. You know, that's enough of a reason. And I feel like I've been doing all this work on like putting myself first and, you know, 
not just doing something because I am going to feel bad for the other person, but doing it because I want to. And I will say I wanted to go on the date, but I felt like the driving factor for me to not, you know, cancel was I was going to feel really bad for him and I didn't want him to feel bad. And then the second thing being, you know, I wanted to date for the right reasons. And the other reason I wanted to go was because I was lonely. I was lonely and I, you know, I had had some, you know, memories pop up and things like that. And I was just like feeling really lonely. And I was just like, oh, this is going to like maybe this will make me feel better. But like that's that's not why I'm doing it, because I don't want to do that to anybody. Like I don't want to do like if I do it unintentionally, if I go on a date and realize like I'm not ready for it, that's one thing. But knowing going into it that I'm just doing this to like boost my own emotion and like, listen, babes, I get it. Do you, especially in the beginning of a breakup, like you need to go on Bumble and just get some fucking male attention. Like I see you and I hear you now that I'm ready. Like my next step, I really would love to be in a relationship or back on the husband hunt. It's like going into it with negative intent. Like I just don't not negative, but just, you know, like not really ready intent, things like that. Like I just don't want to put somebody through that. You know, I was broken up with because somebody wasn't ready for a relationship. And I don't hold any like angst or anger about that in particular, like that being the reason. But it was hard. It was super hard. So I just don't really want to do that to anybody else. You know, also, I just know that that opens you up if you're just dating because you're like a lonely little bitch, you know, um, you're like going to take anything. And I just I don't want to do that. Like I said, I think that, you know, Jimmy was great. I learned a lot. I think Scotland raised my standards, which is awesome. And I think now it's just on me to like figure out what's next, you know. Okay, so all that being said, blah, blah, blah. She's so emotional. So, okay, so I canceled the date and then I decided, even though I know it doesn't make sense based off what I just said, because I was in a toxic era last week. Okay, so when I said no to the date, I was like, well, just keep swiping. Right. Because I was like in my head, it was like mostly the military thing at that point. So I was like, well, just find somebody who's not in the military. Right. So I'm swiping, swiping, swiping. And I found Scotland's profile. And, you know, (laughs) I uh, it hurt. I'm not going to lie to you. I cried immediately. Like I cried immediately. And it just felt like this punch to my gut because I think I just like wasn't totally expecting it and it it doesn't matter if I like knew if someone was like oh hey I saw Scotland's profile like you know it what it was it's some it's something else knowing it from somebody but then seeing it for yourself and here's the thing like you know obviously my longest and most serious relationship was with Jimmy we broke up we weren't gonna be in the same town you know like He was going to be as far away from me as possible, to be honest. But, you know, I never really had to think about what it would be like if I saw him on an app because I just didn't really think that was ever going to happen. And also, you know, I I was kind of like, okay, if I see him move on, but I probably won't have to hear about it. You know, like I have friends that are still friends with him and that's totally fine. But I don't know. I just probably won't have to find out. And in all the relationships that I've had, I only the guy I dated from Chipotle, I watched move on. And honestly, like I was really unbothered by that, you know, but the other guys I dated, I never really like stuck around in their lives to find out if they moved on. 
And, you know, it's one of those things where I definitely experienced all the emotions, you know, and I think I'm at the like just the whatever forgiveness last part. But when I saw obviously I was instantly sad, like my heart just like dropped, you know, and I pour I call I call Kim front of the podcast immediately. I'm like, oh, my God. And I texted my cousin Danielle, just an angel. And I think one of the things that I'm really proud of looking back on this is that I think I'm getting better at asking for help and knowing when I like need it and not just like letting it be like me calling somebody when I'm like at the very, very ends of my rope, but identifying early on like the military thing, you know, like I was able to call Julie and um, and my friend Charisma like early on to like just talk about that. And it was great. And I like I'm like, OK, good. I'm getting better at like getting out like I'm not. I'm not really good at like telling like everybody at the time or like whatever, like it's it's a lot. And there's a lot of people like I would love to talk to about everything going on in my life, you know, but, you know, I'm just really thankful for them. But I talked to Kim and I texted uh, my my cousin Danielle and she's like, OK, what do you need? And I was like, honestly, I know you got football tonight because you're a committed girlfriend of the year. But like, is there any way you could like pop over for a glass of wine before? Like I just also was identifying when I when I'm isolating because I can't. Like, you know, I don't want to deal with the emotions. And I think that's what probably like a bunch months ago I probably would have done. I probably would have saw the profile and just totally hermited out, ignored my phone, like didn't text anybody. But I I didn't. I made a call. I made a text and I asked, you know, like, please come over. And she did. And she brought me flowers and wine, just a sweetest angel face. And like, we'll get into that more at the end. And I'm just like so unbelievably grateful for that. Like, you don't even know. And but like all the emotions that went over me and I mean, it's hard. Well, part of me is like, I mean, what a fucking blow to the ego. Right. I mean, like not in an, not in any other way than me just keeping it 1000 percent honest is like when you get broken up with because somebody says that they can't be in a relationship and then you find their Bumble profile and it says they're looking for a relationship. I mean, it's very, very painful. Like. It, it hurts because you're like, wait, what? OK, so then was it me? And here's the thing like that. That thought for me didn't last very long because I genuinely believe, genuinely believe that like he wasn't ready for a relationship. And I still don't think that he is like, I don't know. So seeing that. So then that sparked the next emotion, which was anger. I was so mad because I wasn't as mad about me as I was about future me, about the next girl that was going to find this guy, like absolutely fall in love with him and then he, he not be ready for a relationship, even though it says he does, even though it says he, he wants one. He doesn't even as I'm talking about now, like I'm already getting anxious about like talking about it. I just don't want any like repercussions or anything like that. Like I just want it like. I just want it so cleared out of my path, but I just feel like this has to have happened to other people. And and it and it hurts so bad that I want to like explain how I handled it wrong and how I'm handling it right. And you know, I think it's totally fair for me to be fucking pissed seeing that. I think that's in well within my right to be mad about. And then also, just to add a little icing to this fucking cake, like the pictures that he chose two of them were pictures that he like had sent to me 
like that he had taken and like sent to me. And I get it. Men don't take a lot of fucking photos, but you're just like, ugh. and I was like talking to another girlfriend about it. And she's like, oh, yeah, I've had this happen where it was like my friend's wedding. And you're like, bitch, you wouldn't have even been there, you know? And it's like, yeah, like what? This fucking sucks ass. And I was just like, who knows? He could have just made this profile on a drunk night and like whatever, forgot about it. Like, I'm not here to sit here and, and talk shit about his character or anything like that. That's not what I'm trying to do. All I'm trying to do is talk about me. This actually has nothing fucking to do with him. This is about me and my journey and how much it hurt me to see that. Me, the person who got hurt, you know, the person who really had it wrapped in her head that this was going to work out and had no real reason to believe that it wasn't. And then was like absolutely blindsided and has spent all this time figuring out how to deal with that. Me, like that's me. This is my life. And so if I have a podcast and I see something that I think is like worthy of talking about on my show, then I'm going to, okay? I'm going to. And I, this fucking sucked. This was such a fucking blow. I just, listen, it's never happened to me before. Like I just have never been in the situation. It was just such a terrible feeling. And then, you know, I spiraled. I spiraled like any good bitch would. Okay, so here's what happens. So Danielle comes over. She we have a we we have some wine here. And then she's like, "Okay, do you want to go to the game? And I'm like, you know what? Yes, because at that time I was like, I I really shouldn't. I don't think I should be alone. Right. You know, I just really don't. And so I went with her. We might have brought a little wine to the game. Listen, I what was I have to tell this part. I'm sorry. I hope this doesn't get us in trouble. However, the funniest part was like, so we brought some wine, some water bottles to this high school football game and there was a motherfucking bag check. Like who? At what high school? What in the fucking world? So I'm like starting to sweat, right? Because I'm like, oh, fuck. And and I'm like, do I? Because I'm not a good liar. I'm absolutely not a good liar. So I'm like, have my purse, my three water bottles in there, obviously two of wine and one of water. And I'm like, is she going to ask me? Do I just lead in and be like, sorry, I get thirsty. Sorry, she's a thirsty bitch, which was the theme of the night. But I was like, do I just come out and say that? Do I be like, sorry, I have Crohn's. I, I get dehydrated. Those things aren't related. They're not related. But luckily she just took a peek in. She was like, no, we're good. Because obviously we're not fucking high schoolers. We're not the ones that they're looking for for trouble. But we were trouble. Uh, so, you know, we do that. Then, of course, got to go for the post game drinks with the coaches, which I am. I was like, wait, I'm so thrilled about this new friend group. One of the um, one of the coaching wives, besties, absolutely love her. She's the sweetest little angel face. And she was listening to the podcast before um, we were getting like drinks. And she said that she saw us arrive, but still sat in the car to like finish some of the episode because it was so good. I was like, oh, my God, what? So I absolutely love her. So if you're listening again, hi. Uh, (laughs) So then, okay, so we all remember earrings from the last episode, the the handshake lingerer. So he happened to be there first. And it was so funny. So like Danielle and I are walking up and she's like, oh, my God, there he is. And I'm like already fucking tipsy at this point. I didn't like eat all day. I've been crying like a recipe for a disaster. So then I'm like, <laughs> so I go up and she's like, okay, so what I'm going to do is like, we're going to walk up and I'm, I'm going to go to the bathroom, you know? So like leave you two alone. And I'm like, flawless plan, you know? So we walk up and then literally what was so funny is he's like, oh, you guys are here. Can you hold the table? I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I was like, plan foiled, plan foiled. So then, you know, we ended up 
talking. It was me, him, and this poor guy. I feel so bad. I hurt his feelings later in the night, and I still genuinely feel so guilty about it. But he was wearing, um, like, a hood. I don't know. He was just, like, in his hood all night. So I thought he was just, like, antisocial. But anyways, the three of us were kind of talking. But it was, like, very clear that the two of us were talking, you know? So this guy got up, and I was, like... I don't know. I felt like I was not going to let him not talk to me all night. And he did. And here's the most important part of this whole story. Okay. On three occasions. Yes. Three. He said, direct quote, like, clearly you're somebody who works out. And then like another variation of that. Like, well, I mean, obviously you work out. (laughs) So you think I'm skinny? I was like, oh, my God. Um. But the, the hard part is, is that I don't work out. However, I could tell that he worked out. And at this point, I'm being toxic. So I'm not trying to be myself completely. So I'm just like, uh-huh, yep, absolutely. And then I panicked because I was like, well, now, like, people who go to the gym want to know, like, what reps and shit you do. And I'm like, is a rep just one? Is it a set? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how this works. I'm like looking at his buff arms like, fuck, I am not going to be able to do this. So then I was just like, well, you know, I own a Peloton. And he was like, but a Peloton, by the way, that is not even plugged in and has never, ever, ever been used in the duration of me living in San Jose. Like I, I have it in this specific spot. And I think somebody asked me like, oh, do you like the Peloton here? I think it was my mom. She's like, oh, you must like the Peloton here because you can see out the window. And I was like, never used it. Never fucking used it. I bought movers specifically for the Peloton. No. So then he's like, oh, so you're just a cardio girl. And I was like, little do you know that my cardio is hot girl walks and rants on the phone. So like if you're going to shit on me for actual cardio right now, like you don't even know. And then I was like, um, the bike has weights on it. Weights that have also never been touched. And not never, by the way, I've had the Peloton since 2020 and I did use it. I'm just saying that since I moved here, I have not. So it's a goal now to use it. I fucking pay for it. Anyways, anyways, side rant. So then he's like going off about my dumbbells. And I was like, and then I realized that like he hates this. So then I'm like, yeah, they're hot pink. He's like, oh my God. He's like, you got to do arms. By the way, what? Like, what do I care about this? I literally talk about this on a regular basis. How I don't want to like match them with somebody who like work, like cares about this stuff. However, I'm just saying, I'm saying this early that I don't think I'm out of the game on this one. And Danielle, I know I know you're listening. And if you're thinking, bitch, yes, you are. I don't know. Maybe you're on my side. I don't know. I'm not counting myself out yet. I never like to count myself out. I feel like you never know. People could be into crazy bitches. So anyway, we were talking the whole night and, you know, we'd like pop over. Thank God for Kevin. By the way, one of my favorite things. So Danielle's lovely boyfriend, Kevin. Danielle was telling me that was when I was drunk this night. I just kept telling Kevin how important it was that we're best friends. And in my defense, you know, Danielle and I had been talking earlier and she just mentioned it really offhand, like not anything important. She's like, I just love that you're friends with all your friends, partners. And I was like, oh, my God, so important to me. And I was like, well, I got to become best friends with Kevin. Need him to love me. I'm sure he loved me just fine before, but uh, I was really all about this. And then he really got to see full Ashley. And once again, we'll get there. So anyways, we're talking about how I'm going to like seal this deal, right? Like, how does this end? And I, I believe it was my idea. I should have conferred with Danielle before telling the story. But I was like, maybe I'll just ask him to drive me home, you know? And I was being toxic. I was like, I don't want to be alone. Like, you know, I just didn't. I didn't. I wanted attention. I completely wanted attention. I was in this weird spot all week. 
Like, I was just all torn up. And that's not to say that I didn't like him, by the way. He was cute, and I genuinely enjoyed the conversation. I just wanted it to continue. So what happened was, is I asked him, (laughs) I asked him to drive me home, and he said no. And, you know, when I tell this story, I'm always just so focused on the fact that I got rejected. And as I've been telling it to my friends, they're like, yeah, but why did he say no? And I was like, because he didn't like me, obviously. And they're like, no. Was there any other reason? And then someone's like, did he lose the game? Which sadly they did. Uh, And and so I think Danielle's going to have to change her outfit. But maybe it was me because I wore a different outfit. I was in a full hot mom era. I was in my leggings with my proud parents Sonoma State sweatshirt. I did my makeup in the car. She was thriving. Uh, So anyways, he said no. And he was like, well, I have, you know, like film review at 730 in the morning, which obviously I didn't hear or care about at the time, because all I was thinking was that, like, I shot my shot and I got rejected. And I have a lot to say about this. First of all, I'm going to start here. Okay, I'm still glad I did it. Am I horribly embarrassed by it? Yes. And I would say this. I I guess I could have gone without it and lived, but I don't totally regret it because I think it's so important to shoot your shot. And it didn't work out. And you know what? That's fine. At least I tried. And listen, it was Smashley and she was being wild. And did I need to? Probably not. But like I tried it. Didn't work out. And yes, was I embarrassed for like a couple days? Totally. But like I I fucking lived. I'm fine. Like I'm totally fine. I'm a a little unstable, but I'm fine. Anyway, (laughs) you're like, Ashley, if you have to tell me that you're fine 15 times, you're probably not. But I am. And that's just to say this, because what I don't want to ever do is discourage people from trying. Like, I just think that one of the most important things to do when you're dating, it's like we're putting ourselves out there. And if you don't, then you're never going to get a yes. So whatever. I shot my shot and it missed. But whatever. At least I shot my shot. What was important was everything that I learned, you know, after. Because obviously in no normal way that a normal fucking person would react to some stranger, I cried. And I'm I'm convinced that he didn't see it. And I don't want to know any different. I don't want to know if he saw me. I hope I never find out. But in my mind, it was just with Danielle and Kevin because I was like I had already then I had two additional beers at this point. I was drunk. You know, I was drunk. So I cried. And, you know, then apparently the sweet angel boy with the hood wanted to take said he would drive me home. And I said, ew, I think I was saying ew because I and I know you guys are like, actually, you're probably just being mean. I, I think I was like, I'm not going to go get in a car with another boy after a boy rejected me. Like I wasn't that toxic, you know, uh, the best part, obviously, being that I accidentally ordered myself an Uber black. So I left in fucking style. I was like, fine, if you're going to reject me, then I'm going home in a Tesla. So <laughs> I, uh, yeah, whoops. Uh, but anyways, I, I cried and that was so embarrassing. That was so embarrassing. I was like so horrified by that fact. But this all, all of this has a point. All of this is relevant because I realized that Smashly is too much. Okay. I become just unbelievably boy crazy. And I think at this point, I really wanted somebody to make me feel better about everything that had happened that week. I wanted somebody else to make me feel better. And but it wouldn't it wouldn't have. I mean, would it have been fun to get laid? And by the way, I just asked him for a drive home, not sex. So that's on him for thinking that, which probably would have happened. But anyways, so I (laughs) it's more just like I realize I'm like, okay, 
every time I'm drunk and I'm single, I'm like wild like this. My whole night's about like hanging out with guys and getting numbers and like doing that stuff. Where like in reality, I really kind of needed a girl's night. Like I would have really benefited from hanging out with like my new girlfriends. Like I would have had fun just the three of us hanging out and just like getting to do girl chat. Like I would have really benefited from that. My conversation with Danielle was just like, here on the couch was so game changing. And she said something I don't want to forget because it was so important. She was like talking, you know, about her past experiences. And one of the things that she was talking about was like, you know, when she was first single, it was like really hard, you know, and all that stuff, like after this, a, a past relationship of hers. And then she was like, you know, what? it's important for me to embrace it. This is the only time in my life that I don't have anybody weighing me down. And it's hard for me because at first I was like, well, I've been in relationships where the the guys never showed up anyway. So like I was never really weighed down. I always did whatever I wanted. However, when I was thinking about it more like, you know, when I was with Scotland, my whole week was planned around like what night he was going to be free. And I'm not saying I regret that, but I'm just saying that like there was that with Jimmy. It was like always trying to figure out, like, was he going to be in Sonoma County? It was never just like, actually, I am free. And as like a social butterfly, I love that. And also one of the things and is that when I'm in a relationship, I obviously talk on the phone a lot to my partner because I in both scenarios, we didn't live together. And, you know, I love my phone time. And that's usually when I catch up with all my friends. So it's a little bit easier for me to chat on the phone and do all those things when I don't have a man. And so it's like, am I so excited to be a girlfriend, a wife someday. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's not in any way going away. However, I can focus on all these like good parts about being single. And like, you know, when it goes back to me being drunk, I just think that I'm convinced that the only time I'm going to have the level of confidence to pick up a man at the bar is if I'm smashed. When in reality, come on, we all know I don't need to be drunk to have like fun and make friends. Like majority of the time I'm not drunk and I'm fun and I make friends. So like, what is that to say that I'm not going to like find it some other way? I think because I had success with Jimmy and I met Jimmy at a bar, maybe I was like, this is going to work. But guess what? That didn't work out well in the end either. So it's fine. I think I just need to find like myself the confidence that I'm not so fucking desperate. And don't worry, everybody. I know you're like, but Ashley, we love Smashley's antics. I'm not saying they're going away. I just think that like, Maybe when I get rejected, I won't cry. You know, like I'm proud of myself for doing it. I don't see anything really wrong with me talking to that guy or like anything like that or asking him out. I think it was more just like the aftermath of them, me feeling like, oh, I was just embarrassed. I was like, was it like, was I being thirsty? Was it too obvious? And it's just like, you know what? I did me. I don't have to feel bad about it. But I think moving forward, it's like maybe I won't be so unbelievably desperate, you know, like or that upset when things don't go right because I'll just know that like I don't need to do that when I'm drunk. Like I can just enjoy my friends. So it's funny, like I was talking about, um, you know, I'm having like all these birthday parties coming up because I'm so extra. And, you know, um, I was talking to a girlfriend. They're like, well, maybe you'll find like a guy there. And I was like, no, we're not even putting that into the universe. If it happens, it happens. Will Smashley still hit on people? For sure. We love that about her. But it's not going to be the only goal of the night. Like, I don't want to go out. It's like I need to keep bachelorette mentality every time I go out. Bachelorette mentality for me is like, I'm there for the girls and we're going to have a good time. And it's going to be fun, right? Like, I'm not there to be like, OK, I'm here to hunt like the hunt is on, like because then I get disappointed when I don't hunt, you know. But in reality, it's like I just have a good time. And if I met a man, it's like at Jenna's, you know, naturally met a cute guy and we were talking and then he when he had a fucking girlfriend I didn't cry I wasn't like that devastated I was like tell me about the relationship you know 
And I think going into it, not being so like, I have to find a guy tonight, you know? And I catch myself doing that with now with my own friends where I'm like, oh my God, hell yeah, go out, get a man's. And I'm like, wait, I mean, get a man's. Like I support you, but also like have fun, have fun. And if you see a man's, enjoy, you know? So anyways, all this is to say that I had a tough boy week last week, to be honest. It was really hard seeing Scotland's profile really hurt. But I'm at a good place where it was like, well, I was going to see this at some point. Right. And I don't think it hit me as hard as it would have five months ago. Like, and I think it was good for me to see that maybe I'm in a better place than I thought. Because at the start of the week, I was like, oh, my God, am I ever going to get over this guy? And it's hard not to compare it to Jimmy, you know, because I was like, oh, at this point, like this is what I was dating Chris, you know, and like. It's going to be coming up on the time where I met Scotland, like in general. And, you know, but it it's they're not comparable, like especially to the fact like with Jimmy, I was I was done before it was over, you know, and it was such a different relationship and different time. Scotland, I didn't really see it coming, you know, so there was all that and then everything that happened after and like all these things. And like, yeah, it's it's my own little like journey. And I don't think I need to feel bad about talking about it. I don't think I need to feel like oh my God, what is he going to think or anything like that? Because like, no, I'm I'm healing. And I just, we've been through this together as listeners of the podcast, you know? And I think I'm getting to a really good place. And it was super hard to see. And I went through the stages. I was sad. I was mad. You know, I felt like the rejection and all these things. But, you know, it's okay. If he is ready for a relationship and wants to move on, then I'm happy for him. If he's using saying that he wants when he doesn't, I'm, I'm disappointed, but it's also not my it's not my problem anymore, you know, and all I've ever wanted was for him to be happy and whatever he needs to do, you know, but unfo- unfortunately, we're not in a relationship. So his happiness isn't really something that I'm responsible for anymore. And I think that is a very important point to get to. And the only person whose happiness I'm really responsible for now is mine. And that's the focus. So anyway, I think like as I'm wrapping it up, I think I'm glad that I talked about it. I hope that it helps someone someday who's going through something similar, like, you know, sees their person, their ex out at a bar and it like hurts and just know, like, let yourself feel that pain. Let yourself be a little fucking toxic if you need to be a little fucking toxic. But then at the end of the day, just reflect and learn. Like as long as you're learning from that shit and you're not hurting anybody, it's like, do you. Like sometimes you just got to do what you got to do to survive and then you reflect and you get better. And I think that is exactly what happened. And I'm really grateful for everybody in my life who's just been so supportive of me through this whole process. And, you know, and October 1st came around and that's probably another thing I was feeling subconsciously. But honestly, the day of I was fine. I had a great day, went out with uh, friends of the podcast, Kristen and Alan and Wally. And we had uh, we went for a walk. We had brunch. It was a great day. And I went home and honestly, like fucking fell asleep because something's happening there. And anyways, I just think it's really important that, you know, that you're worthy of the love that you have wanted and the love that you're ready to give and somebody will be there for you. And it's okay that it might take time. Like that's totally okay. So, you know, as much as I'm going to continue the husband hunt and we're still going to gossip about it and I'm still going to be a hot mess express when I'm drunk sometimes, I feel like it was good to identify like why that was happening and maybe just get better. It's all about growing bitches and 
Thank you for growing with me. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Once again, I hit an hour without doing this. I'm sorry what moment and we will get to it. But, you know, um, I just I I love you all so much. And thank you for enjoying me on my half a Corona in episode. I love you to um, the moon and back, as my mom says. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It really means the world to me. And I'm just so grateful every day that I get to uh, put out this fabulous content once a week and you all listen to it and you enjoy it. So, um, yeah. Okay, bye.